this program to bring you a special report. Elvis, right? He was like, I feel like the first person to go hyper famous because of like the TV and stuff like that. And where to get out of his music. And the joke, <laughs> and the joke goes, yeah, right? And the joke is that like he did everything wrong. <laughs> like everything, oh, really? that, he, everything that you could have done as a famous person, right? Like whether it was like marry someone underage, uh, oh, get fallen under drugs, um, get stuck with the shitty manager. Like everything you could have done as a rich person or like as a fa- celebrity, yeah. he did. <laughs> and like, I think it's Bill Burr. It's like he paved the way <laughs> for all the people that fell behind him. Just but a freaking just failing mess. up all yeah. the way. And then died alone. Also Died alone. Yeah. Shit. But they say that, you know, he would be kind of like following the Chitlin circuit kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Like, and yeah. he'd pop into one town, learn a little riff and learn mm-hmm. a little song from a black musician. And mm-hmm. then the next day, he'd be playing that song yeah. in front of like well, it's like the all white audiences. Is the tell as old as time, right? Like right now, it's happening a lot with like reggaeton and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a predominantly Afro culture, um, Afro Latino culture uh, music. You know what I mean? And it was popular back in the two thousands, back when it wasn't as popular because it wasn't as many as white people playing it. Yeah. Not just performing it, but also enjoying it. I mean, yeah. it used to be sort of a joke to be like, "Oh, you like that? You're." You're a knuckle, which is just like you're like the low class, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, pro, you're a proletariat, like you're yeah. just, you know. Um, and now be- that it's made it to mainstream and stuff like that, I mean, no hate on the music itself, you know. But of course, now like the, the people with more money are like going to all these crazy concerts. Tickets are yeah. like five hundred to a thousand dollars each. Jeez. And then now it's everywhere, right? Yeah. And you're just like, geez, like the, the gentrification of music is everywhere. <laughs> And it just doesn't stop, you know? Yeah. And now you'll hear like, oh, we're so different. We're so urban. It's like, dude, this music's been going on for years. You're just now catching on. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, that's this whole... Funny thing I saw in music. You know Bone Thugs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Crazy Bone, right? I saw this clip. It was from like... I think it was from like 10 years ago or something. Crazy Bone said that he and a lot of other industry people in the 90s early 90s was invited to this this freaking mansion on the outskirts of la and they (laughs) they had to sign ndas and shit and they went in and it was private prison like people who owned private prisons and they're like we see a a business arrangement here between our two kind of things like if if we because we get paid by the head you know like in the private prison industry like so maybe if you guys can like on your end be you know advocating for more crime like we can come into this and there'll be an option for you guys to buy stock wow and and he goes on to say that that's why like some of the more like conscious kind of stuff like Mm -hmm. krs1 or some like more playful stuff like anything that wasn't like hardcore you know they got taken out of the picture wow and that's That's where it kind of switched to you know more aggressive more aggressive it makes sense right like you have people um especially like early hip-hop and rap and stuff like that the scene is super like hyper progressive yeah like i mean revolutionary yeah you know, and the Diggable Planet song. Right. We, we be reading Marx where we're from. Yeah. I think is the one. Yeah, and it's crazy because it's it almost goes hand in hand with like the uh, sort of the start of 
that sort of music, right? Because it's like the oppressed, right? Speaking yeah. back, fighting back, kind of standing up and stuff like that. And of course, uh, a big anything would put their hand in it and try to make a profit off of it. Yeah. It's fucking, it's insane, but not surprising, I guess. Yeah, like when you hear really stories surprising. like that, you're just like, yeah, I, I could, I could yeah. 100% see that. Um, I mean, it's like when um, you had artists that were vouching for like Trump and stuff like that. That everyone's like, I can't believe. I'm like, why can't you believe it, man? People are greedy. People suck. Like, you put too much reliance on celebrities. Yeah. You know, like, you think too much of them and you expect too much of them. They're human. They make mistakes. And this isn't to justify anyone's actions, but it's just like you have to, you can't deify their image, right? Because that's all it is. It's a brand. It's an image. It's yeah, completely false. And it's cool if it's entertaining. Hey, look, if you're... You're like, oh, that person's really cool and like they're really good music. That's fine. But if you're like, I'm gonna live my life the way they did. You know? Yeah. It's like, all right, all right, let's let's well, calm down. What do you think? It's like, if you are working class and then you become, yeah, exactly. Rich, I think that it completely changes your mind. Yeah. Like you could yeah, be like true. me and you. Yeah. Who I think knows? if somebody gave me like two million dollars, right. you know. All of a sudden, I'd say start thinking probably a little different because <laughs> class consciousness. <laughs> as I begin to materially benefit yeah. from right. that, it's like we see it every single day. Like yeah. people get famous, and then it's like all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, you know, I I have an apartment complex, and I." But that goes beyond fame. Out, you know, yeah, yeah, I've know. heard it a lot about that a lot. But that, it goes beyond like fame. I think just money in general, and not even like millions. So like. Someone will jump from like below the poverty line to having benefits. Yeah. And yeah. somehow internally they're just like, Oh, I made it. Like Yeah. I and unfortunately the best way to make your felt yourself a little better, feel a little better sometimes, is to look down and be like, I did it, why can't you do it? You know? Yeah. Because I don't know, I guess the shit drills downhill, right? Because people are still looking at you. So you gotta look at someone, right? It's like the story of the kid that gets bullied at home. So he has, goes to school and bullies someone else. Yeah. Right? And then his dad is getting bullied at work. So it's just like a trickle-down thing. Um, and unfortunately, again, not to justify it, but it's just like, it's just such a lame thing to do. Yeah. You know, such yeah. a, a cop-out. Just like, I don't know, be better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Just be better. Yeah. It's like people get a little money, a bit of money and they start investing in like you know yeah. weapons manufacturers and stuff like that yeah, i'm yeah. sure because a diverse portfolio <laughs> includes all kinds of stuff a rich know? dad poor dad or whatever start reading books oh, or i guess yeah. now with the equivalent is like like <laughs> uh youtube or like podcast right like yeah. which is like super accessible and like they start talking about like, like a perfect example and this is way off but like um i, I don't know if you heard of like the andrew tate phenomenon I know a little bit. Okay, you know enough that like, he was sketchy, right? That like, he was like He's, into some weird shit and like super misogynist and stuff like that. I just saw a thing where he had guns behind him, <laughs> yeah. and then like somebody went in and was Alpha like, shit, right? "Those are uh, those are uh, airsoft guns." They went and found him, <laughs> and they, he was like, okay. So okay, perfect. So then you saw sort of like the the backlash where people were already talking shit about him. Yeah. That's kind of where I met him. I met him at like, people were talking about this guy a lot. And I'm like, wow, everybody hates this guy. Like it's hilarious. And then I looked more into it and it turns out that people were getting his, um, sort of his content through like, uh, like short clips of like mental health, men's mental health, men's finances, and like little clippable things that are super appealing to like ages 12 to like 18. 
You know what I mean? Mm. And he never had, or he had at one point social media, but it was never his main thing. Like, the people that were posting were other people that benefited from him being popular because he had this sort of, like, pyramid scheme going on. <laughs> so the more people knew about it, the more they would be interested, right? So all this kind of crazy stuff. It's it's a very layered issue that, that was going on, like, on Twitter and YouTube, TikTok, stuff like that. Anyway, long story short, they never started with the shitty stuff. Like, it never started with the misogynistic stuff. Mm-hmm. and It never started, like, with that. It always started with, like, little things, right? Like, oh, like, make sure you go to work and then you go to the gym and be a better man, you know? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I can get behind that. Like, if you don't know this guy. Oh, yeah. And you're like, he has a Bugatti. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're like, oh, wow. Okay, that's cool. And right. You, you know nothing of him. Like, why would you think he's a shitty person? Mm. So... It's just that look, those like little rabbit holes, you know, and then before you know it. And, yeah. and that also goes to like people that fall to like the far right. Right. It starts with a rabbit hole. Yeah. Then before you know it, they start shooting pl- places up. It, it's insane. Yeah. I think it's. W- there's not a lot of answers. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that's might be what has attracted us to kind of uh, the traditional leftist yeah, kind yeah. of stuff, you know. Little marks here, little marks there, <laughs> angles, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, it actually gives you concrete answers because right. it's, it's applicable for one. And it's like, what guides, what guides our decisions? Why is things this way? And like, as a kid, I was always like, what the hell? Like, why is things, what is the motivation here? What's driving these people, you know, yeah. but you don't really get that. And so, you don't get the real answers what drives people. So you're susceptible to all this ideological stuff. Like, I mean, you're a sponge, right? Like you're still trying to figure things out. And like, depending on what kind of relationship you have with the people around you, you're either kind of following what they got going on because it seems like it makes sense or you want to rebel against it. Yeah. Or a little bit of both. It's just like you're a sponge, but you're also sort of like stuck on your ideas because you want to be a certain thing. Yeah. That sometimes we feel it, feel the voids, uh, with not so healthy things, and it could be, it could be scary. Yeah. And because it, it could just done damage. I mean, I don't know. But yeah. The internet's scary, man. Like you can fall on a rabbit hole that got you thinking you can fly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> birds don't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Birds are not real. Or like the like people that are like do the um, the dreams. The people that can control their dreams, right? Like oh, yeah. that seems like innocent enough, right? But there's rabbit holes like that for everything. I mean, there's rabbit holes of how to, like, make a gun on, like, a 3D printer. Yeah. Right? Like, there's like there's all these things that you're like, geez, like, the internet is insane. Like, yeah. why are we allowed to just sort of have this? It I mean, is it's crazy. It's also cat memes, so I don't know. Yeah. But. Also, the other side, it's like, you know, it can radicalize you yeah, in a good way. Yeah, or access to information. Yeah. Right? Like, it does, it does provide sort of, like... A, the idea that now everybody has a little more access to not just like day-to-day information but just like knowledge like old knowledge and stuff like that books and movies Dude. culture so it's you know it, did you ever fuck with the uh the dewey decimal system yeah i mean remember cool yeah <laughs> like the little or is that what those things called where they had the cards that you or was that the dewey decimal system i don't remember it was like a way, it was like pre-computer shit, right, where it right, was right. like you had all these little cards, and yeah. if you wanted to look something up, you had to first look through yeah, this. I, I remember seeing something remember like that. Some I don't shit think like I ever that? used it, but I remember seeing something like that, yeah. God, 
yeah. imagine looking shit up back in the day. Yeah, well, oh my I, God. what I do remember is having a computer that had no access to the computer, or sorry, to the internet, yeah. but it had these RAMs, like it had these like discs, floppy disks oh. that you would put in and it had like a chunk of information. Like it would be like, uh, kind of like, um, what do they call it? Encyclopedia. Yeah. So like this floppy disk would be A through Z, C. And then this oh, one would be yeah, D through tight. F, right? And like yeah. it would be looking now, I'm pretty sure it was very limited things, but it would be like the history of apples and then the history of mm. Alaska. <laughs> and just like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was like a page, page and a half oh, yeah. per topic, but it was like super interesting. And I remember having those and be like, wow, this is fucking amazing. I can look anything up because at the time it did feel like anything, right? Yeah. Because you'd have like, I've got the world at my fingertips yeah, with these three I floppy disks. And it was like, it was one of those things that you're just like looking back now. You're like, wow, I had nothing. I have more in a in a USB now that I could ever have in those yeah. floppy disks. Like it, like it blows my mind every time I hear the fact. And I don't know how real it is. This is what me just reading headlines. But <laughs> when they say that like a man was sent to the moon uh, with less information than you have on your phone or like on a calculator or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. But I'm sure there's some truth to it. And yeah. Yeah, and now we just have a little mini computers in our back pockets. I know. <laughs> ready for TikTok. And uh, I mean, I don't know that I call with it. I mostly just social media and text. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I kind of get a little pissed at the phone feature on a phone now. I'm like, yeah, right. Doesn't why look doesn't like it, it let me fucking exit this stupid call I don't want to answer? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was watching TikTok, you know. Or like, because uh, like, it forces you to stay on that screen. You never get a call you want. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Because the call yeah. you want, you're expecting it because, you know, someone already texted you, can I call you? Yeah. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Or you're you like, say, hey, oh, oh. yeah, great. Oh, so then you're getting this like 1-800 numbers or you're getting like these scam calls or like the elections just passed. So you're getting all these like vote for so-and-so. And, uh, so the, it just makes me hate the phone feature. Yeah. Anyway, a bit of a ramble before the ramble. Hello, Hello everyone. Welcome back to Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> With me is Joey from Reyes Rarities. Uh, we have this new segment we're going to be calling work, Working Class Stooges. Couple of Working Class Stooges. Found a name. Found it in the intro, actually, of the last last episode. I was just looking through it, and I was like, there you go, because we couldn't come up with a name. Yeah. I was like, there it is. I'm going to own it and move on. Otherwise, I feel like I'll never. Just, yeah. I'm horrible at names. My pride and joy is South of the Eight, and that's it. That's yeah. all I ever come up with. You got you had a good one, and that's it. That's yeah. all I'm gonna have. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining us. I hope you guys li- like the last couple of episodes. Today we have a bit of a special one. Should we t- yeah talk about our sponsor? Yeah, <laughs> if only. I wish. Today Jameson. we're gonna be doing some Jameson's triple distilled. So not only do we share political views, but we also like to do picklebacks. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know what a pickleback is, you're missing the glory of life. It is a shot of whiskey. With the shot of uh, pickle juice. Pickle juice. Today we've got Mount Olive Kosher Petite Dill. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. They were at Walmart and they looked good. <laughs> um, I will say, though, if you don't like pickle juice, that's fine. I think even if you don't like pickle juice, yeah, it's okay. Cause it's Force yourself not, to like it. Yeah, it's not that aggressive. And the best part of it is just like you get to enjoy the whiskey without the sort of harshness in the back. Not to say that I don't like it. Yeah. But, you know. It's a, it's a good chaser. It's like the ideal chaser. So. What it does for me, yeah, it just totally cancels out the gross kind of alcohol taste. Yeah. You oh, know? There you go. And it just pff, kills it. And it's all good. And it's salty, which is like perfect. I'm not a sweet tooth guy. Like, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'll have a cookie. Yeah. 
uh, maybe a piece of cake. Maybe. Maybe a piece of cake. Yeah. But you put some chips in front of me, or you put like something salty like yeah. this with tahini or something. Salty is my game. Man. Destroyed. Destroyed. Yeah. yeah. I like hot Cheeto fries myself. Oh, those are there like you go. dirty, dirty. But I always feel so shitty after oh, I eat. Of course, it. I think like, that's part of it. Yeah. It's sort of like the, it's like the you're giving up hangover a <laughs> after a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. You're just like, why did I do that? I'm never doing that again. And uh, then you see a box or you see a bag of them. Yeah. And you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna treat myself today. Yeah. <laughs> God. But anyway, so that's what a pickleback is. I love should, them. Should we show he them how it's them. done? Yeah, yeah. So you start with the shot. There you go. <laughs> Cheers. Uh-huh. A little ASMR for you. And if you're listening to us and not watching YouTube, I'm so sorry. Bada bing, bada boom. For that horrible sound you just have to listen to. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to get through the whole fact that there's two different sort of like video oh yeah and audio that's still a learning curve for me but anyway crazy today we're oh sorry what were you gonna i say? was gonna say it's crazy i told you this before but it's crazy just hearing yourself without oh. your hand movement i like to do some of this kind of stuff you know yeah. and it's crazy just hearing your just pure voice yeah it's uh you were just saying because we we're talking about oh did like i send them the last audio I was like, oh, did you listen to it? He's like, yeah, a couple times. He's like, is it narcissistic that I listen to it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, man. I mean, tell me about it. I have to edit it. So I'm just like constantly hearing the likes and the ends and the, and I'm just like, uh, but I'm yeah. over it at this point. I'm, I'm just... also looking for good clips too. Oh, sure. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I'm just like, before I go to bed, I just pop it on and listen to it again. <laughs> I think it's perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, in a way, this is sort of like a creative outlet, right? Like, how often do people that paint something have to look at it? Mm. I'm sure they hate it afterwards. Like, imagine, well, you write. Yeah. Do you ever write a page and you read it over and over and you hate it? Oh, my God. Fuck this page. (laughs) I'm not going to finish it. That's really an issue that I have. I write something and I'm I'm into it at the moment. I'm like, hell yeah. (laughs) We're making progress in the story and this is sick. And then I read it the next day and it's just absolute trash. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I've I've come from benders, like out with friends, and then I, I'm like, I, this would happen a lot when I started podcasting, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna turn on the gear right now, and I'm just gonna zone in, and then I'm like the yeah. next day, it's just being like, what did I just, what was I thinking, what was I saying? Oh, so God. you know, I definitely yeah. uh, stop doing that. Yeah, because <laughs> you definitely think you're a lot more creative. But I will say, like that sort of, um, I don't know how it is for you for writing, but like that sort of like free of thought to kind of just let go for me i don't write it fast enough or type fast enough Mm. so i think half the time i'm just going oh i gotta find the keys but for me talking oh man i'm a talker i mean all my friends will say this guy doesn't shut up i mean this is you know so perfect for podcasting perfect why do you think i have this yeah come on right yeah (laughs) no but it's just like it really is like therapeutic i understand why people keep journals like i can't keep a journal because like i said i can't write fast enough so by the time I'm writing it, I'm already overthinking the thought. Yeah. So I remember I did at one point have a journal. I got down to like five or six pages. And I kept thinking like, am I writing this because I'm thinking it? Or am I writing it because I think it looks cool or sounds cool? Like maybe I was trying That's too hard. hard to be entertaining. Yeah. Despite the fact that it was only for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who am I doing this for? Like, I'm just criticizing my own thoughts. And mm-hmm. like, it, so then in comes the podcast I will say I have a bunch of clips of me just ranting, and then I just delete them. 
but it's therapeutic because I'm like, okay, I got that that out, yeah. and it was it was cool, it was nice, and maybe it'll become an idea, or maybe it doesn't, but it's out. Same as videos that I do for here. There you go. It's like I'll just be pissed about something. I'm like, I gotta get this. <laughs> I gotta talk. get this out. I'll say it. Yeah. And then I watch it, and I'm like, that is too, too <laughs> fucking deep down the rabbit hole, like. <laughs> For, for public yeah. consumption, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's heavy sometimes. Especially because uh, I love to... I love I love a lot of, like... Um, other, like, the stuff I consume can be a lot, very, like, theory-heavy yeah. sometimes. And I like it, but sometimes I get lost. Yeah. You know? And f- I feel like some... I can't... I definitely can't talk about that sort of stuff. So... Because I just feel like if I can't understand it, how could I teach it? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I like more the definitely, practical day to day stuff. You know, that's how I definitely define myself. At least my yeah. political views, definitely Marxist, definitely left. But it's just very much so I'm no academic on theory or anything. Well, like you that. know, that's that's something that's also kind of like we have to get over a little bit too. Mm. Like not talking about shit we don't know about, but talking about shit that we do know about, but we're kind of self policing oh. ourselves. That that like you know, and what it does is, is they've made it so the academy and and only people with a degree and this mm-hmm. and that can speak on a subject, which that's completely not true, yeah, yeah. you know. Especially when the experience is shared. By everybody, yeah, you know? it's like you were in school and I was working, you <laughs> yeah, know. So yeah. who has more of a say a about practical say, of what's, practical say about what's going on in the workplace? Yeah. Like, and not to say that the ac- academics are needed. Right. To yeah. some extent, they, I mean, they're the ones that are going to write shit down. Yeah. Right. Like that. They're the ones that are going to be like, oh, remember that guy that wrote about that one thing? But it's, it's sort of all the parts. Right. Like right now, it's very hot. And I mean, I don't know by the time that we post this, maybe it won't be as recent. But like everything going on with like Starbucks and going on and like the unions within like the. Yeah. Like uh, what is it? Starbucks uh, and the UC system, the research systems. Where they're trying to fight for like union rights and stuff like that, which kudos to them, hundred percent support. This yeah, South yeah. V8, any type of unionizing, you oh, deserve yeah. it. And it's not always because you hate your job. Sometimes it's just because fair is fair, right? Um, stuff like that. Those people aren't academics, but it doesn't mean that they don't deserve to have equal pay or like or have proper pay benefits and like right. all that that comes with it. You know, just because they can't verbalize the theory yeah. behind unionization and like season the means of production <laughs> yeah right it doesn't mean that they don't deserve it so i feel like we as as a left there's a lot of infighting but that's one thing i wish was more prevalent was sort of this yeah bridge between the gaps of like what is who's able to talk about these ideas yeah you know but i uh, think i'm i'm more a little i don't know not anti fucking college and stuff like that but yeah. But I definitely see the elite influence in yeah. like this yeah. in the school system. It's like they're paying for. Like I went to, um, I visited a friend at uh, Cal Poly, mm-hmm. uh, San Luis Obispo. Nice Slow, school. yeah, nice school. Nice school, yeah. And I was just walking around, and what were the kids doing? Uh, <laughs> they were doing rocket tests. We just walked into this room. Oh, and they were like testing different fuels for like rockets and it's like these bright young like 18 19 20 year olds yeah. are just making weapons for fucking like <laughs> well, that's which where the fuel money is, will right? get us 
the longer to our target. And yeah. they're just like, they're smart kids. And they're just yeah. like, but they're putting the brain power towards, and this isn't all school, of course, right, yeah, but yeah. I see it in like so many different subjects. Yeah. And it just kind of pisses me off that it's like these, I don't know, Yale built, built with freaking i'm pretty sure it's either yale or harvard built with slave labor right, right. funded by opium money from the china trade you know yeah. which is like how all these east coast like rich people got all their money was selling opium and stuff like that and it's like it's just started rotten and and it's good because i like education but <laughs> they just really pump you with some pro status quo oh, stuff yeah. well that, that that's like every in everything, I feel like yeah. movies. I mean, things like Call of Duty, something that you can enjoy after a day of work and you're just trying to zone out. Yeah. But it's also like in part with the Department of Defense because they're using yeah. it as like a, as a sort of propaganda slash like recruiting method. It's just like, fuck, like I, I don't want to be the joyless guy that just ruins everything. Yeah. But it's just like everything sucks, man. Everything sucks. And like the faster we, and listen, I'm not saying boycott everything around you at once because i understand that that is that is impractical you have to drive to work you need certain things to sort of enjoy your life like i'm all for that all i'm saying is that the faster we realize that they suck the faster we can do something to change it yeah like people that defend it too much it's just like come on man we both know it sucks like yes we enjoy it but it comes from like you said rotten things yeah right and i feel like a lot of people are like teetering between like yeah it sucks and and why should i care kind of yeah it's what like am I gonna do about it? what am i gonna do about it and it's like i wish at least most people were on the yeah it sucks and we need to do something about mm-hmm. it not even like physically doing anything about it but just with the mentality yeah. that it's like these are issues and i do care about it and i hope that something gets done about it mm-hmm. as opposed to like majority of people i don't care and then a good bit of people is f- that's wrong. Yeah. Like, fuck that. You know, it's their fault. It's the poor people's yeah. fault. Like, And you know what? We were talking a little bit about this before we started as well. It's just that, like, a lot of the times with the theory-heavy stuff, right, they start throwing things like uh, dialect, dialect, <laughs> dialectical materialism. Dialectical materialism. Oh. See, oh I can't God. even pronounce it. Um, or the season, the means of production, uh, yeah. things like that, right? You start throwing angles and marks and uh, linen to people and they're like, whoa, no, right? No, I'm yeah. not doing that. Yeah. But you start telling them like, isn't it kind of shitty, <laughs> right? That you work this much for a company that doesn't even pay you what you deserve. Yeah. They don't, the only reason they pay you minimum wage is because that's the only legal thing they can do. If they could pay you less. Trust me, they would. And they do a lot of the times. They give away, especially like uh, servers, right? They get paid below because they justify with tips. Yeah. Which we all know it's bullshit, right? Because they're like, well, sometimes they make, yeah, but sometimes they don't. And like, that's their live. Anyway, I'm. No, it's but, like each, each. Yeah. From a from a ten hour workday to an eight hour workday, from yes. uh, you have to run into this burning pit and grab this thing, and that's your job, you know. Or you like, gotta make coffee. It's all important. That's yeah. what people have to understand, and that happens a lot too with like people that say, "Well, that guy's doing this. Why does he deserve?" Yeah, it, like you get a lot with like fifteen dollars an hour, right? Like, well, he's just flipping burgers. Yeah, man, he still deserves to be able to pay. 
where he lives and food for his family. Like, how and is that each, insane? Each little advance that our class, our working class has made since the dawn of our country here. Yeah. Thousands of people have died fighting for that. Exactly. You know, it's like, how many people died in the factories in freaking Massachusetts and shit, you know, like, yeah. before finally work safety protocols were in place, like, like when they locked the doors, you know, when the, yeah. when the factory was on fire so it didn't spread and shit. It's I mean, like, it's these, like, radical ideas that we're talking about right now, the ones that give you your weekends, <laughs> the ones that give you an eight-hour weekday overtime they're the ones that are giving you benefits like those they're the ones that are giving you like a lot of the things that you're very much happy for right yeah and people still uh, are unable to see that like collectively we can do so much more yeah right like that's that's what what it comes down to that's what the whole thing is (laughs) is like that's what the essence of the fucking marxism is is that it's like history is the battle between classes Mm -hmm. Before, when it was when it was tribal times, you know, and people were living in, you know, traditional lifestyles, hunter gatherer or even small agriculture stuff, there wasn't classes. So everybody was pretty much on an even playing field, mm-hmm. you know, but th- what the state is, is when there's a group of people oppressing another class and they need this, the state to codify that relationship. And so we've seen all these different emanations of that, you know, from slavery to kings and queens to Rome to now yeah. today. And different it's like, iterations of the same thing, right? Different iterations. And what's the state? The state's police, you know, and the police, what are they mostly doing? It's like getting getting after the poor people. They're not yeah. prosecuting. They're not going and arresting the rich people, you know, because they're there to to protect the class who owns the state you know like that's really what it comes down to i feel like a lot of people when they see the police right like especially the less radicalized people or just people like your day-to-day people they say well we need the police like they're there they're the only line between anarchy and a society and it's like okay listen whatever your beliefs behind like the people that join the police force besides the police itself is an entity that only defends people with private property. And this isn't your cell phone or your house. Private property is uh, property owned by businesses, right? As sort of like land and uh, factories and things that sort of uh, emanate wealth and and separate the worker from the the owner. Mm -hmm. That's what we say when we say private property. We're not talking about... I feel like a lot of people say like, well, they're going to come after my my things. I'm like, no, buddy. Like, if you're a millionaire, we're not coming after you. I mean, we're coming after the billionaires. We're coming after the people that have so much, so much stuff. Something that everybody can get on board with. Yeah. It's like, the message is, is that like, these people are hoarding all the wealth. Yeah. And you see it. You see it every time you see like, wow, they're going to put another McDonald's. Or every time you see like, really, like, they're going to... Like, think of, like, the mile of cars that we have here in, like, National City, right? Yeah. Like, such a staple of our town. I grew up in National City, and it's just, like, I live in National City, and, like, it wasn't until I was older that I was like, ugh, why is the mile of cars, like, the one thing we're known for? Yeah. It's just a bunch of lots of shitty cars that no one wants. Yeah. Not to say that people don't buy their cars there, but do we really need 30 different dealers? And, like, they're just using remember, each other to, like, fuck us over. We much. used to have 
trolley cars. Yeah. In sure. North Park, there's a park called Trolley Park, and yeah. that's where all the park, where all the trolleys used to go and yeah. turn around, and that's why the streets are so wide over there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so obviously, it's like, you know, the state works for that class of people, and that class of people, they do the capitalism, they do the business, yeah. you know, and. What does that mean? That means, okay, no public transportation. Mm -hmm. You're driving cars, you know, because that's a business from somebody. Because they benefit from, again, lobbying and things like that. And as far as the police force, it's like they're doing evictions for private property because they serve the landlords and this and that. And then on a global scale, our military is doing that abroad, too, because they're they're acquiring new private property for you know the the elites here you know and they're protecting that that new private property that they've acquired that mine or that you know resource or whatever it is you know and i mean we'll bring them back to here before we start talking more about police because i want to hell yeah cheers cheers bud what's what's this one too uh, ending of police state. Yeah, end of police <laughs> state. There you go. That's good. That's funny when you say Jameson. <sighs> I was like, that's the perfect whiskey for a pickleback. Yeah, because I like I was telling you, bullets. I like bullets. Yeah, but I like bullets like um, for an old fashioned. Mm. You know what I mean? But man, for a pickleback, Jameson is just God. It's the one. Anyway, I love an old fashioned too. <sighs> Old fashioned is good. The one, oh. You know what the one I can't get behind is a Negroni. Oh, I fuck with a Negroni. You do? Yeah. I, I tried been... one for the first time a couple months ago, and I was like, okay, maybe this one's... Let's do Negronis next time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe I just had a bad one, but it was just like... And I like I like stronger drinks, but it was yeah. just like, man, I, I think, think it's all it's, spirit. It's mostly spirit, but it, yeah. what's that? What's the red one? What's the one that's gives Campari. it... Campari. Man, I cannot get behind Campari. It's bitter as fuck. Ugh, yeah. I thought it was the, I thought it was the gin. But I mm. guess it's the compare. Yeah. Anyway, um, so again, like you mentioned a little bit, um, you mentioned like the police state, right? They are there for evictions. They are there to separate or break up strikes. They are there. Um, let's see. I mean, there's hundreds of examples, but like they're always there protecting the interest of the owners, right? Protecting the interest yeah. of the people with money. Um, they'll be there helping immigration. They'll be there separating... Uh, not a riot, but well, they hurt more than they help. Yeah. But uh, a protest, you know, they're usually there fucking your day up, right? What's the first yeah. thing you see when you see lights behind you? Fuck, fuck, right? And it's what is a ticket other than a poor people's tax? Yeah, right. Because if you're, they're charging you uh, five hundred dollars for a speeding ticket because you were going late to work. Right, while everybody else is driving at the same speed that you are, you just happen to be the unlucky yeah. fellow that got the yeah. ticket. Um. What's five hundred dollars to you, and what's five hundred dollars, yeah, to someone that lives in La Jolla? Yeah, right. Right. To them, it's like five bucks. I mean, it sounds exaggerated, but trust me, five hundred bucks. Like, I know. Do, do you know how much I could do with five hundred dollars in my life? Yeah. It would help with bills. It would help with my rent. It would help with everything. You know what I mean? Five hundred dollars is yeah. a big chunk of change, and for some people, it's just kind of like, ugh. You know what I mean? And just fucking send the money. It's like, not to say that there's not issues in our society, like, there's issues, but do the police do, though, respond to those issues in the best 
way and then also the most affordable way exactly it's like yes. okay you're policing homelessness you're policing drug addiction you're policing all these things where it's like let's let's solve the the root of the issue yeah. let's not just like and it feeds into this prison system because a person who's sleeping on the street is worth nothing to the state they're not Unless doing they're labor bars. you know but once they're behind bars yeah. oh you're worth forty thousand dollars a year yeah you know and so yes there should be different departments that are run by the government and stuff mm -hmm. like that which is like well, let's not be aggressive. Let's have de-escalation yeah, de you know, de or like uh, medical. Like I know there is perk teams uh, from when I used to work in the ambulance. Like, there's uh, police that ride with like uh, psych, some kind of psych professional. And they usually go to like the 5150 calls or like the calls that require uh, behavioral uh, behavioral care. Right. Yeah. But even then, you still got a cop there, man. Like you see a guy with a gun coming towards you. You're going to freak out. Like if you're doing drugs. Right. The last thing you want to see is a cop. Right. Right? So that's what... That's the number one way to ruin a high. Yeah, seriously. That's... Uh, and, and not just like you're high, but like if you're already like in a shitty state, like you're having a bad trip or any kind of like bad effect of your or drugs. Or you're going through withdrawals. Or withdrawals anything, or anything yeah. like that. That's... It's a trigger. Like how would that be helpful? And yeah. people have to understand. And I'm like, listen, man. Cops, like... Per cost is just not worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've I've had people or I've had I've known of people that get their car stolen. They see no effect from calling the police or being broken into. Oh yeah. No no response whatsoever. Oh we'll try, but these things kind of usually don't really get resolved. And it's right? crazy because a lot of the things that we think that cops do only exist in t television and oh, movies and stuff. Yeah, propaganda is real. It's like. Wait, yeah. they don't actually like go after and pursue the thing that Murders? you called them for, nope. like no, no, no. Um, that's crazy. It's like, wow, yeah, wow. Oops, maybe next. They time. did a really good fucking job. Oh, they'll they'll kind of turn it on you. Like, did you leave your doors open? Like, uh, did you did you show? Was there a bag very visible in the car? It's like, I'm sorry, am I getting victim blamed right now? Yeah, <laughs> my whole life's been turned upside down because I don't have my shit, and you're telling me it was my fault. Yeah, you know what I mean. Things like that. I remember one time, my parents had a, a bunch of papers appeared in their car, just in the back of their car. And I'm talking like tax papers with like social securities and shit like that. Of their stuff? No, just a, some random dude stuff and i this was years ago and i remember i told my dad what the hell is this and he's like i don't know because it was in the back seat and i found it and we couldn't figure out what it was what it was inside of their car so we called the cops and i'm like hey like we found a bunch of papers we're gonna throw them away but these are like important papers you know what i mean like these are like uh things that you like that people would, would want something yeah i was like you guys want to like i don't know we don't know what to do with this paperwork and they're like oh okay we'll be there in a bit so then in the papers, there was a phone number. We called the phone and I'm like, hey, we found a bunch of papers. The guy shows up. He's like from down the street. And he's like, oh, my car got broken into. Those are mine. But then he kind of like switched and he got mad. He's like, did you guys break into my car? And I was like, Whoa, why dude. would we like, call on I was ourselves? Like, yeah, well. exactly. And I was just like, what is going on? So the cop shows up super late. And then he's like, we try to explain the situation to him. And like the guy's aggressive and stuff. And... And the guy's like, well, you didn't steal him. He got his paper back. Bye. And he just left. Like, instead of de-escalating the situation, and the guy was getting kind of aggressive, and it got to the point that we're just like, fucking have your papers. Like, we're trying to do a nice thing. You know what I mean? 
And the cop couldn't give, he couldn't care. He was just bothered that we even called him. Yeah. And I understand that it's not like super important, but it was just like, dude, you're, I've seen you do circles in the park. You know, it takes nothing to show up for five minutes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just fucking show up, help a little bit. You know what I mean? Completely fucking useless. But anyway, I mean, that's very much anecdotal, but you get what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like a lot of the times, like you said, a lot of the stuff that cops do is just pushed by TV and movies and stuff like that. Right. And cops really come down to, I mean, it's just private security. I'll give you a little anecdotal story here. Like my, I went to a Catholic school and we had, of course, the D.A.R.E. program. Yeah. And there was a, say no. a local officer who would come and he'd give us these kind of talks and stuff mm. like this. So uh, later on, like when I was like in my 20s, I heard my buddy was at Ocean Beach. Right. Mm. And he he was sitting by the pier and he said this sketchy fool came up and was like, <laughs> was like, hey, man. I got a bag of joints. You want to buy some joints? This and that. And he said he pulled out like a Ziploc bag with like 20 or 30 joints or something like that. Like joints, you know, and he, and my friend was like, yo, that ain't, that ain't right. Who's doing that? You know? And they were like, oh yeah, you smoke one. Go ahead and smoke one. Let's see. And he's like, nah, man, I can't blah, 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 blah. And then, this officer that yeah. I had known from a kid, yeah. I wasn't there. This is my friend. Crazy. He was the one doing the sting operation, trying wow. to like catch people up for like, how's that not entrapment? It's extremely like, <laughs> what the fuck? And yeah. then he came and he started hassling him and this and that. Yeah. And it's like, you were going to take it. I know you were going to take it. So, so he's like, that. he, he's pretending like he cares about the kids, but then like, Five years later, like you're him. trying to catch him up and Ocean get him Beach fucked. Of all fucking places. Like yeah. you'd be so fucked. Like yeah, that that's another crazy thing that's... about about the whole thing. Like if someone can write a like, write you up or like fucking like, literally like a school or something. Yeah, um, they can like fucking turn you in for something like that and completely flip your life upside down without yeah. the fucking care in the world. Like that's what blows my mind. Like. What the people, what the cops are doing at times isn't just a ticket. Yeah. Like, you're uprooting their entire fucking life, and, right? And I'm not talking about fucking murders and DUIs, because people deserve that, right? Like, don't drink and drive, shit like that. But I'm talking about something like that, or something like, uh, just a basic shit that, like, can uproot someone. Like, someone that's already struggling, and you're going to give them a fucking parking ticket? Yeah. $50 is a lot for some people. It's just like, just fuck off, man. We're like, all we're not down to the wire them. here, you know? Exactly. Like, we're not, we're barely making rent. Exactly. You know? And it's like, well, you can't do the, what is it? Can't do the time, don't do the crime? Don't do the crime. It's like, it's yeah. shit isn't that black and white. Like, there's, there is so many, there's so much gray in the world. That we can live with a system that punishes mm. gray and beyond. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that, if you're not pure white, I mean, like double on time. Yeah. Like, if you're not pure goodness and innocence, yeah. you're fucked. And who is? I mean, who truly is? I mean. It's just insane. The story about Joe Biden <laughs> and his son yeah. and the 1994 yeah. crime bill. Yeah. Did you see that? How his son had all these videos about him weighing his crack out. Yeah. Did we talk about this? No, we, we talked a little bit about Joe Biden, but not that. 
So he, Joe Biden does the 1994 crime bill, one of the most vocal fucking advocates for it, you know, and the three strikes, crime bill, extremely racist, like, yeah, classist, racist, all the cocaine, okay, crack, which is a diluted form of cocaine, of cocaine, like also super accessible to people of lower incomes and stuff like that. Yeah, because it's like, it's easier to sell if it's in a solid state, Yeah, you know, it's like. Um, but so he, he writes this bill, he gets changes in the lives of millions of people, you know, ruins uh, who, how many people fucking went to prison with that, uh, three strikes and the, and the 94 crime bill and stuff. And meanwhile, his son is doing this same exact thing. He eventually gets to sit on the board of a Ukrainian energy company. (laughs) You know, yeah. like a known, having, known having, having, having not had any experience in that field, yeah. you know, it's just, you can see, it's like the rules apply for the working class people. Exactly. Definitely not for the elites. And this is, and that's the problem. Like, like, listen, I understand the, like, especially with the crack pandemic or the pandemic, I don't know what you call it, but like the yeah. issue with like drugs, I understand that a lot of that is behavioral. A lot of that is like psychological. It, it, it is a disease. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, all their jobs got taken away. Exactly. Those are, those are fucked up issues. Like those are really, really bad and I'm not condoning them. But what I'm saying is like, it's just so hypocritical. Yeah. Like it's only an issue, right? Like when an alcoholic has money, when an alcoholic has money, he can turn his life around. Oh yeah. Right. But when an alcoholic doesn't have money, he becomes uh, you know, someone without a home, he becomes someone that's uh, begging for money. He becomes someone that loses everything in their entire life. And they say, they look down and they say, get your shit together. Yeah. Right. Or or even worse, I get this all the time at work where it's like, well, they give them fucking everything. They give them shoes. They give them phones. They give them food. And it's just like, who the fuck? What? Where are you getting this stuff from? Like, I remember hearing someone saying like, actually, they from all the stuff they get, they do pretty well. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> trust you me, people without homes are not okay. Yeah. Why the fuck? Why, why would they be in the or the situation that they are in if they're doing okay? Like, that's just, it's insane that, like, again, it, it, uh, the people with money have so much class consciousness. It's insane, right? Yeah. They're, they use that to leverage sort of the fight to be in between us. Right, like the lower with the even lower. That's yeah. really where the fight is. Yeah. That's where the class war is. It's not where it should be, but they leveraged it so that we can hate each other. Right? If we're yeah. having a or like with the social war or like the what is yeah whatever they call it, if we can have that going on, then we won't have a class war, and that's what they want. That's how they're culture happy. war. Yeah, culture war. Yeah. If they have a culture war, yeah. then we won't have a class war. And it's exactly, just, it's fucked up, man. Exactly. Yeah, it's scary. Anyway. You well, serve them, buddy. Thank you to our sponsor. Yeah, Jameson. We're here wait, waiting to hear from you. Oh, what do we got? We got a message oh, here. We got a message. Hold on. Storage full? Not now. Ugh, we're good. Oh, no. <laughs> no. How long has it been? Oh, God. We were too into it. We we're, we're probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, good old Jameson. Oh, this sounds like an audio episode for sure. Folks, just to fill you in here, uh, we have a storage full on our recording oh, it's device. Only been three minutes. It's only been three minutes. Oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. I can work with that. Can we delete something? Yeah, we will.
Oh, hell yeah. No, I have um, audio. Uh, what's it called? Oh, you know what? I've had the last episodes recorded here. I still haven't deleted them. That's what it is. There you go. Yes, just three minutes. I was thinking, oh, fuck. No, it's, it's the whole thing. Um, rant a little by yourself while you do this. Well, well let's talk about uh, dialectical materialism here for yes. a second. I'm reading this book about it. It's kind of it's an anthology of all the key texts put together by Midwestern Marx. And oh, I love them. Love them. Love them, love them, love them, love them. And it's it's I read this passage and I've read it over and over and over and over again and it's like it's an angles one and it's just when when you engage in a mode of production it's like a definite relationship to the work that you're doing. It's like you do, you're do you doing that thing. You are that thing. Maybe not you are that thing in like a spiritual sense, but you are that, that aspect of that mode of production. You know, like the... So it just, it just like... I don't know if I can even explain it very well, but it's like... When you right when there. you do when you do the thing, you are the thing in essence. Yeah. So it's like for us, I've spent fifteen years at working a wage job in which I do work that it the value of the work is way more than what I get paid yes. and and the surplus value goes to someone else, you know. Mm-hmm. So that makes me a proletariat. You know what yeah, I mean? 100%. When you do the thing, you are the thing. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think I messaged you this. I was like, yeah. we have to have like Alcoholics Anonymous kind of like the first step yeah. is to wake <laughs> accept up it. and accept what we actually are. But you see, know? that's a problem in itself. Just because like I feel like a lot of times people don't like knowing or not maybe not knowing, but admitting that they are a victim. Yeah. Right? Like, no, no, no. I work hard. I try my hardest. Like, I am not getting fucked over. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is such a hard, and, and whether it's culturally, whether it's, like, a uh, um, sexist thing, like, whatever it is, like, it's always, like, people refuse to accept the fact that there are victims in a rigged system. Yeah. You know? And a lot of times, it's not necessarily that you're a victim. You just have to realize that you're getting fucked over, and it's not fair. Yeah. Right? But a perfect example of, of what you were saying, it's like, how long does it take a barista to make, right, a $5 latte, right? I don't know that they're 5 they're five forty five, whatever they're. <laughs> I used to work at Starbucks, I should know $10 this. by now. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but whatever. It, what, how, let's say it takes them 10 minutes to make a $5 latte, right? That means they should be making $5 every 10 minutes. Right. That's what it comes down to. Like, yeah, it sounds ridiculous, but that's exactly what it is. Like, that's how much they're worth. If they're making right, so they're making ten or sorry, every six every hour, right? That's six times five, thirty dollars an hour. Yeah, at the minimum, like that's and how much they're making for the company. Right, the, and it's like even if you factor into materials, mm-hmm. overhead, rent, all this stuff. Still like twenty dollars an hour. It's still <laughs> twenty something an hour. It's still way yeah. above what they get paid. Hundred percent. Even if you acquire, if it's like, you know, okay, let's say the the owner gets a the same wage as this person. Mm-hmm. You know, they're on the equal footing. 
you take in the materials, you take in the mm-hmm. the overhead electrical rent and stuff. If the owner was paid the same, at the end of the day, you'd have a pool of like thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. But it's not. That extra thousands of dollars, that's what all this LLC yeah, shit. pay don't get, doesn't get fucked with. It's like they the have it all designed. So it's like that. Well, you see that extra surplus value goes into the LLC. And this whole yeah. thing is like a limited liability thing. And it's protected. And, and on and on from there, it's like it's all designed to capture that surplus value. Yeah, record you know. profits is just unpaid labor. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. And, like, people have to realize that. And, unfortunately, because it's so aspirational, yeah. right, um, people refuse to accept it because they think that one day that's going to be them. Like, one day I'm going to grow up yeah. and fuck someone over. Yeah, one day. And make money. I'll fucking step on everybody's head and just yeah. reach it as high as I can. How fucked up is it that they're like, it's just business? It, which means... Oh, I can fuck you over because it's just business. Like, yeah. If that's not a tell on how shitty capitalism is, I don't know what is. Like, it's literally an expression of the fact that I can fuck you over because, hey, it's in the name of money, which is fine. Yeah. Sir, we've got over a technical difficulty. Oh, Audio listeners, see? you got an extra three minutes. Yeah. Um, video, it cut off. What can I say? You're going to have to check the audio. iPhone 14 just ain't doing it. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. Cheers. For the ones counting, stop it. Mind your own business. Yeah. We're doing it in the sanctity of this uh, bookstore. And I will say, it's becoming one of my favorite places. Oh. Thank you, Joy, for hosting us. Yeah. I, I mean, we mentioned it on the first episode we had together. But we're hanging out in Radio's Rarities. It's at the end of the R Hub in between... I, w- I know you like to say in front of Provida, but I like to say between Logan Inn and Border X because as go. someone that drinks alcohol, I mean, yeah. <laughs> people will find yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Head all the way to the back. Oh, well, not without checking everything around it. There's a lot of cool shit around here. I will yep. say every yep. time yep. I walk around here, there's some good stuff around. Yeah. Um, But he's out in the back. Come say hi. Uh, yeah. Mention that you saw him on South of the Eight. Actually... I had a really cool guy come in, and he was like, hey, man, so what are you doing? You doing podcasts or something? What's it about? Like this and that. Oh, and no I was like, oh, shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, South the end in the, in the wild. That's dude, crazy. It was tight. It was tight. That's awesome, dude. Glad to hear that. And, but, uh, you know, I'm happy that people come in and want to talk. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I can talk. So it's like, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. You know? You want to talk about stuff? I'm down. People have come in and started crying. You oh know, wow! Because they're just Doctor Joey is on the Doctor Joe mic here. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, cool. I mean, this whole thing started off of us just ranting to each other. Yeah, and going yeah. like back and forth. I remember. So for the ones that didn't hear on the first episode, I walked in. And I, I loved coming here, but I guess I had always seen your cousin. I had never seen you, or maybe I just hadn't noticed. I don't know, but I had to come a couple of times. And then I came in, bought a couple of books, and then you're like, oh, I was thinking about getting this book. And it was a Karl Marx book yeah. and an Engels book. And they're like, oh, I was going to keep it. So then, doom, little light came on. I was yeah. like, oh, this guy's cool. Oh, yeah. he, he likes the good stuff. So then we started having a little conversation, and they were just kind of going back and forth. And we walk out, my girlfriend's like, why didn't you ask him to the podcast? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you, you guys were just talking so fluidly. And I was like, oh, I don't I even think about f- For one, I am the worst person 
as far as marketing for my podcast. If it's not online, I don't do it. Yeah. I've been in super cool businesses where like they straight up tell me like, oh, we're about the community. Like all the stuff that would be perfect for my podcast. And I always walk out like, damn it, I should have said something. Like why the fuck didn't I say anything? Anyway, horrible at that. Yeah. But I had the balls because we were going to the Chicano Park uh, opening. Nice. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So I sent you a message. I was yeah. like, yo, what do you think about this? And then h- hanging out after the episode, I'm just like, yo, I think this is just going to be a segment. I was like, we just got to do it again. I'm down. So here we I'm are. I'm down. So all, to, all that to say, come by. Say hi. Buy a book. Buy a plant. You see yeah. that? I don't know. Well, you can't see it in the video, but there's a big old plant up there. It's yep. for sale. It's for sale. And most much, everything most is everything for sale. Itself. Yeah. And we try and have the prices reasonable. Yeah, there you go. You know, it's like a lot of the stuff. We I mean, just we look up it. the Amazon and we try and go a little cheaper. There you go. You know. Yeah, fuck Amazon. Uh, I mean, honestly, I can't say enough about the books. I've bought a lot up here, but the prices are super reasonable. You know, we got anything from like four, eight. Yeah, what do we got? We got 10, four, 15. eight, yeah. 15. I mean, 15 for the Super Primo books. You know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like you're going to go, go to Barnes for $30 Noble, online. I will say this. You got the New Year coming. And I feel like one of the ones that is like super common for people, like the New Year's resolution or whatever. Yeah. It's always the read more. Oh, for Come sure. Choose a book, man. Which is crazy because the summer was very slow for us. Is it? Yeah. And. Huh. And now during the winter, and I was yeah. thinking, if this is the way San Diego goes, <laughs> and nobody fucking reading yeah. during the summer. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. they're reading in the There's winter. There's too much to do. You know. There's too much to do. Yeah. And you know what? How cool is it to post a picture of your book in front of a coffee inside? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like with the yeah. not a fireplace because there's no fireplace. You're here, fucking but. smart. Yes. You're, edu- you're yes. educating yourself. Yes. Like, yeah. you're, it's like the perfect uh, winter yeah. winter's, uh, afternoon. Yeah. But anyway, come check them out. Great bookstore. Great guy. But anyway, just back sort of to yeah. the um, thing. I, while I was setting up the, the phone again, I was remembering the whole point of this podcast before we started drinking. So what got you sort of like started into leaning left? Like, is it, were you born with the hammer and sickle oh, in your hand damn. or... Or did you sort of, yeah, right? Or did you ever like, like, where were you at? Where would you like, okay, this is kind of interesting. Because clearly you read, right? And surprisingly, people that I read are very progressive, very left-leaning. But What do you know? Yeah, right? Um, no, but, you know, wh- where did it get well, you started? you know, I feel like, one, if you're mixed race. Yes. yes. So I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm... I'm half white, half Filipino. Mm. Yeah. I'm actually not. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say 100% that you were kind of Mexican. That's what bit. people think. A little bit. I was yeah. like, maybe not full. Yeah, exactly. A little bit. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, you know, and uh, that kind of gives you a little foot into the door mm-hmm. of just like, hey, you know what? Shit's fucked up. This whole thing isn't fucking working out. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't what this side is saying isn't right. What this side is saying isn't right. It's like, whoa, you know. And so growing up, you're kind of like, all right, like something's off, mm-hmm. you know, between these two worlds. Yeah. You know. Um, and then you work, 
you know, you you travel around. I went to the Philippines. That was pretty much the nail in the coffin mm-hmm. when I for for me as far yeah. as like radicalized, you know, because you go to the Philippines and where where I stayed with my uncle, where he lives, yeah, is like a tiny little village in the middle of nowhere, yeah. you know, yeah. and the nearest. Uh, or the, instead of street signs, instead of signs for the nearest uh, town, yeah. you have McDonald's oh 45 God. kilometers this way. Of course. You know, you have... That's uh, insane, dude. There's this thing, Chow King. Not a hospital to be seen. Not a hospital. Like, you see some hospitals and stuff like right. that. Few and far between. Yeah, but, but just that. Yeah. Just that you know where the nearest McDonald's is, that's yeah. how you know where the town is. Yeah. And that kind of got me started on like Yeah. How did this come to be where this is this this American corporation playground, you know, where it's just it's gone insane like and I don't know what the deal is, but like every b- small business gets their sign made by like a Coca-Cola or a Pepsi. Yeah. So it's like, that happens in that's in too. Mexico too. That's yeah. super prevalent in Mexico where it's like, you, well, everybody knows like the Coca-Cola signs. Yeah. But they don't know that like the companies are super predatory to be like, hey, listen, if you allow us to put the Coke logos fucking everywhere in your store, we'll allow you to sell it. Like it's super predatory because it's not just like a sign, right? Yeah. yeah. Like it's a plaster of signs in order to sell Coke. And you know that if in Mexico you don't sell Coke, coca-cola yeah you ain't shit yeah you know what i mean because they're so intertwined with the culture right so yeah yeah you 100%. want a mexican coke exactly that's, that's the number exactly. thing you want when you go but to it's tj like, you're like let me get some tacos fucking let me get a mexican coke, coke. yeah you yeah. know exactly yeah and yeah that really fucking pushed me down the way also i had some very influential people oh, cool. uh the shout out to uh cecil my uh uh uh, I work with him at the movie theater and, nice. and you know, it was like just to have somebody there who was like giving you the other side of things like, and also, mm-hmm. Hey, you're fucking, you're, you're dumb. You're middle class, dude. You're fucking, yeah, you're just like me. Look at this, you know, yeah. like you don't know what the other side is like, you know? And <laughs> like, when I was a kid, I, I played for many years, like, flag football. Mm-hmm. And uh, I played with mostly, like, a all African-American team mm-hmm. growing up. And we had a really sick coach. And he would, he would uh, fucking just, like, tell me, like, you have no idea what it's like to be black in America and this and that. And like, as a very young yeah. kid, you know, <laughs> and he's like, you got to watch That's this movie, awesome. this movie, That's this movie. Awesome. And here's what you got to do. And like this Based. and that. And it was, man, that was so formative. Yes. You know, because yeah. from the very beginning, you start to see things from, you know, cause on my white side, you know, right you're hearing things but sometimes it's not even like knowing about the movies because the movies are popular right movies but are it's, popular. it's about like oh did you notice this in the movie mm-hmm. and you're like oh shit yeah no, i did yeah. not but now that you say it and then you sort of kind of like right like yeah. you adjust your glasses and you're like oh shit like you start seeing movies a whole different way right yeah and i think he he was the one who turned me on to malcolm x and stuff cool. like that Sick, and, yeah 
and it was just a really it was just a really perfect kind of combination and the the school i went to too there was like where i grew up in linda vista mm-hmm. i grew up actually another big surprise for you yeah yeah i didn't know that north of the eight. Oh, oh sorry man, you're breaking I'm so my sorry. heart i'm no. so sorry it's okay. Uh, Not only I think am you, I half white, I grew up <laughs> North North the Well, we are trying to be very diverse in this uh, podcast. Um, yeah. You I wouldn't have invited you. have Filipino side. Don't worry. Yeah, there you go. No, I will say, uh, can't tell. Hard to tell. Yeah. Also, you've embraced South of the Eight at this point. I've always said that South of the Eight is not just for the people that are born in it. Because I will say, shocker, I wasn't born in South of the Eight. No I, way. I was born in uh, Santa Ana. Garden Grove. There's a sublime song about oh, it, actually. Garden Grove. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I grew up in TJ for a lot of my childhood. Oh, tight, but I kind of like back and forth between what here and TJ. What part of TJ? Fundadores Ruby, for the people that know the place. Cinco y diez. I lived there a couple of years. But it's like deep into TJ. But hmm. what I'm saying is like I wasn't born here either. I've always said the South of the Eight embraces you if you embrace it. You know what I mean? If you're not trying to change it, then it's a hug. You know? And it's like, do you embrace? I feel like Linda Vista too is like, the, the eight goes like this in reality, <laughs> kind of hugs. Yeah, it hugs Linda, Linda Vista, Vista a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Because yeah. where I grew up, it oh, yeah. was Vietnamese. Yeah, Mexican. Well, that, you could say yeah. that for like, uh, yeah, 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 that entire area. Yeah, I've always said South of the Eight just sounds cool. But yeah, there's so many pockets along like <laughs> the north of um, San Diego. Yeah, that are also super just mellow. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. So yeah, grew up with uh, you know, I was playing uh tennis and flag football and yeah. basketball at the Linda Vista Rec. So, yeah. you know, hanging out with a diverse group of people. That's always the best. You know, as a kid, and you're like. Uh, I would go to like, you know, crazy households where there was like, you know, 12 people, yeah. you know, to like a two bedroom place and they're just like making it work. You know, there's, it, it's really a fucking crazy place. There's, yeah. it's so diverse in this one little spot. There's Somali people. Mm-hmm. There's, there was even Ukrainian people mm-hmm. or like, or maybe they were Russian, I forget exactly, Vietnamese, Filipino, and just, like, all real tight in this little spot. It's kind of pretty pretty beautiful in a way. I was going to say, I will say this. As a Mexican-American in San Diego, I am privileged. I mean, south of the eight is your fucking playground, right? Like, anywhere you look, you're going to speak Spanish. You've got, like, Mexican, Latin music around, food. It's super accessible. I mean, you if you're able to cross, uh, you, you have TJ on the other side. Yeah. People, and not to say that there isn't a struggle, because there is. Yeah. But as a Mexican or Mexican-American or from Mexican descent, right? Yeah. You're kind of in this beautiful pocket here in South Diego, San Diego. And I know a lot of people won't like to admit it because, yes, we are marginalized. Yeah. And, yes, San Diego is super racist. Yeah. But, you know... Compared to people like that have smaller communities, we are privileged, and yeah. that is something beautiful to appreciate. I'm saying, yeah, like I know. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, like it's like the uh, Filipino culture. It is huge in San Diego, but not as big as Saint, not as yeah. big as Mexicans. I mean, yeah. just across the street, we have Border X, which is like super Mexican. All I'm saying is, like, despite the fact of being marginalized, we are lucky to have a bit of a pocket 
of food, culture, music, and stuff like that. You Where know? the transition is a little easier. Yes, now. and that also it's seems like same as Filipinos. It's like yeah, there's Filipino supermarkets, Filipino parts of yeah. towns like this. And but that, Somali- like, Somalian or like Ukrainian, I mean, I'm Haitian, like. It's not like that for everybody. Yeah. And we have to be able to accept that because it's, you know, just because it's our slice of heaven doesn't mean it's for everybody. Yeah. You know, and. And it can get taken away like that. So fast. You know. So fucking fast. Okay. Now you, how did you get radicalized? Well, I mean, growing up with this skin color. (laughs) Yeah. But like I said, like I did grow up in South of the Eight. So for me, a lot of the people around me looked like me. And again, like I did the transition of like TJ San Diego, TJ San Diego. So growing up, my friends were my cousins. I mean, I had friends in school, but I never did sleepovers. I never did anything like that because my friends were my family. You know what I mean? That's a funny thing. A lot of people didn't do sleepovers as a kid. Yeah. I mean, fucking uno nunca sabe. It's like the famous saying in Mexican households, which is you never know. Yeah. yeah, you never know. It's pretty, yeah. it will probably smarter. It's probably smarter. Apparently, a lot of people get molested. In yeah. I was not a cute kid, so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why I wasn't molested. Not that I know. Maybe I blocked it off. I don't know. Anyway, um, so growing up in like the border, being a border kid, um, seeing that like dualism was super uh, so super impactful for me because it was like whether you were crossing by car, you're crossing by foot, you would see. The differences and it was it, it was from the point of like oh he he's the guy because in my family not a lot of people cross over so it was kind of like oh i vienen los de los de yeah so like there come the ones from over there you know mm-hmm. del otro lado which is the other side yeah so it was very like ugh like i didn't fit here i mean it's like stories all this time right like right, i didn't fit right, here right. i didn't fit over there oh right because i didn't my spanish yeah you know. <laughs> my spanish wasn't great it got better. And to this day, I read in Spanish. I write in Spanish. I fucking consume Spanish because I want it to be better. And But I still feel super, like, conscious of self, yeah. self, low, low self-esteem about it. Anyway, same with the uh, U.S. I read a lot more. I tried harder because I was just trying to fucking fit in. Yeah. You know? And as I grow older, I always felt, like, a leaning to sort of rebellion yeah against like the system shit like that i thought it was like teen angst but it turned into like very progressive ideals and stuff like that i was like the joke in my house because i was like oh you can't say that around david because he's gonna get mad yeah and it's like no that's just like super homophobic (laughs) or like super racist like don't say that you know yeah i was that guy um and it got it got annoying after a while where it was just like damn man like these people like my family like i love them but like man they sometimes they just don't get it you know um but then i started getting really into like philosophy i don't know why like i started reading a lot and i started getting into like video sort of like youtube video essays Mm. and i got really into stoicism and existentialism which is um fathered by john paul sartre and simone de beauvoir and their idea of like uh, existence precedes essence, which is like we don't come here with the purpose. Uh, rather, we exist and then we sort of find a purpose, right? Yeah. Whether it's like if you want to walk Very all of the dialectical, United, yeah. Whether it's you want to walk the entirety of the U.S. If that's your purpose, because you chose that's your purpose, then that's your fucking purpose, man. Like, don't let anyone tell you otherwise, right? Like. Live for yourself, not for anyone else, right? Yeah. Um, and one of his, John Paul Sartre's books, uh, No Exit, it's actually a play. 
it says like hell is other people right like we judge ourselves because of what we think others will judge us by right mm. it's not so much that we hate what we did but because we think that other people will hate us for what we did yeah anyway that's a shitty layman's term of saying well, that. but he was super into marx <laughs> he was super into lenin he was a huge leftist and oh, yeah. So as I was discovering they about... They all were. All exactly. your favorite people were. That's the thing that you find out later in life. Yeah. Is that... They all were. Mandela. Fuck, or, fucking Frida Kahlo. Yeah, Diego Frida Rivera. Like, or Man- Mandela. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I forgot his name. Mandela, yeah. Nelson Mandela. Man- Nelson, Nelson Mandela, Mandela yeah. yeah. Martin Luther King. Martin Tupac. Luther King, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody, right? Everybody was. So, so I was super into this guy. I mean, I was like, not obsessed, but I was like super into his art and like his analysis of shit. So then he kept talking about this guy, Marx. And I was yeah. just like, I got to check this guy out, right? So then I made the connection between Marx, communism, socialism, left. And then I saw a lot of this stuff in my life. And then I was like, oh, and it kind of clicked for me. And I will say at first I was a little hesitant. I was like, oh, I'm just left. I'm just on the left, you yeah. Know? And as time went on, I'm just like, oh fuck capitalism. So it just, it. I mean, I will admit, it is a rabbit hole. It yeah. is a hundred percent. Well, because but. for me, it was like, I don't like these things. As you learn more about imperialism, what the U.S. does abroad, yeah. you know how capitalism works, how it's worked here, mm-hmm. you know, in the states, you think, wow, that's wrong. But but I'm not a communist. Right, because you're always like you're no. like no no no, 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 that's not the way. DPRK, DPRK, no. <laughs> no. Which people at home, please watch <laughs> these two things: "Loyal Citizens of Pyongyang," yeah, and uh, "My Brothers and Sisters in the North." Because number one thing, you're not getting the truth about the enemies abroad. Yeah, you know, if you haven't, if if the U.S. state has enemies. You know, Venezuela, North Korea. Probably justified. It's, well, and (laughs) for sure you're not getting the proper information about it. Yeah. You're not getting the full story because why why would they let you understand their point of view? So at the very least, you know, this isn't to say that there's not repression in North Korea or whatever, or that there's not bad things going on, but watch at least a little bit I am trying to see what the other black and white. Nothing's black and white. Like, but I forgot what I was talking about before that, but you kicked, you kicked me off with the DPRK. I was like, (laughs) fuck. because remember the U S went in and, and, and killed millions of people, you know, in the, in the North, they did war crimes. They blew up water. They blew up dams with the intention of flooding the sewer system so that everybody died from, uh, waterborne illness you know from because they intentionally flooded the sewer system in the water and that's what usually happens like with any war right like the people that suffer the most are the people like the big the the people yeah right like the people of the country the people surrounding the incident like those are the people that suffer the most like this is a fucking chess game for the people in charge yeah that's all it really is and a great recommendation is the um, all quiet in the western front I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, that's time. Oh, man. What a movie. I mean, whatever you take you have on the First World War or anything like that, it really comes down to people's ego. Like, the people in power having the ego to be like, fuck it. Do this. Do that. 
and thousands upon thousands of young men dying for nothing for fucking ego yeah. and that's really the summary of the entire movie like just for ego and control of material yeah freaking good 100 the... yards or yeah. 100 meters or whatever yeah. the fuck they conquered and like granted france won whatever but like it's just so dumb for material shit yeah. for resources it, the fight is always over resources and remember that like the people in the in the front lines are the ones paying the price, the ultimate price, yeah, for something that people don't care about. Yeah, it's like they were fighting. It was really fucking weird because they would send people in those wave after wave yeah. of charges just yeah. to like gain those hundred yards or whatever. But behind the scenes, it was it was about you know we want that farmland, we want mm-hmm. that, we want those. Uh, you know, even even the people we want those people to be under our empire, so that we can collect taxes control off them. of them and and control the resources and the labor that they produce and this and that. I like, mean, that's like modern neo colonialism, right? Yeah. Like the only reason we have wars to this day, because people think that like the colonial colonialism that we used to have of conquering people is done, but it's not. Now it's it's in the form of like loans right country loans yeah. now it's in the form of resources or medical assistance like our our colonialism has turned from like not to say that we don't use weapons we do but it's turned from the gun into like hey here's a medical aid here's uh some food here's this here's that yeah uh, now you got to do all this for us and that yeah. food undercuts a local food producer exactly. puts them out of business now they are now a recipient of that free food when they used to be a food producer yeah you know and that's and now how the on system the tit. works it's they're like, on the tit and they can't get away from the tit because well, then it collapses what did the nazis so the nazis killed like i think it was 200 million russians like people yeah. in the soviet union not all russians but people in the soviet union and what were they doing on the Eastern Front? You know what I mean? Yeah. The goal was to, and this is exactly what England did in India, the goal was to destroy the industry. Yeah, pass, resources. Turn them into like a, put them out to pasture, essentially. Yeah. Make them dependent on the Nazis, <laughs> the Nazi state for resources and goods. And also they were doing like, crazy genocide of slavic people Mm -hmm. in watch the movie come and see you know um they were doing crazy genocides over there because they were they were paving the way because their idea was let's copy what the americans did (laughs) it's like the the u.s literally said this hallmark of like what to do in an insurgency Uh, massacre and and destroy the native population Pave the way for settlers of your own race yeah. who are more with the program, yeah. you know. Like. And then claim yourself as the fucking savior of the town, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like you mentioned, like they're just copying the playbook because it works. And to this day, I mean, it concentration camps, reservations, yeah. like, guys, yeah. it's the same shit. It's they, the same shit. And not only this isn't us coming up with it, they literally said this. Yeah. Well, here's our inspiration but for that's this. also why the u.s has never is the power that it is today because it's never been affected the way that like the eastern or sorry the um yeah like the eastern uh europeans or 
uh, Europe as a whole, Asia as a whole has have to has had to deal with as far as the last two world wars, right? Because it hasn't been in our soil. That's I mean, besides Pearl Harbor, like it hasn't been at home, which yeah. is why the U.S. has been able to thrive the way it has. Because again, we're the ones supplying the weapons. We're the ones supplying the X, Y, and Zs that allows them to destroy themselves. And yeah. by the time they're picking themselves up, right? Like when Ukraine and Russia start picking themselves up from the floor, who's going to be there to sell them their f- pharmaceuticals and sell them the wood that they need to fucking build with? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, And it's just, that's what it is. We're just a fucking a shitty salesman. And here's a lesson in dialectics, you know. Cheers. To dialectics. To dialectics. <laughs> Damn, Jameson has got to shoot us up. I don't know that they would, but... Well, Jameson, you know, if you're down with uh, socialism, communism, Marx, Angles... Say hi. Say, send us a free bod. How about that? I'll be down for that. So, a lesson in dialectics is like World War Two, and even World War One, but, you know, World War Two, it's like... When you're getting, when your city is being bombed, when there's tons of wounded people in the middle of the street, you know, calling out for help, you're not looking and you're checking for, uh, excuse me, do you have, uh, who's your insurance provider, this and that, <laughs> you know. Uh, so they, in their minds, because they went through that process, they now have universal health care. Yeah. But because the U.S. was saved from that, it's mm-hmm. we don't have that because that has never been a thing. I mean, it is a thing now with COVID. With, I mean, a hundred thousand people died of uh, fentanyl last year. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like, um, we do have health epidemics, but they can kind of control it through the media. Mm-hmm. Um, not bi- unfortunately, not big enough that we can overthrow private industry right that's really what it comes down to like it doesn't we haven't had something where it's so intense like world war ii for europe that it doesn't make sense to not have universal health care you know and that's the thing is that if you go through the paces not to say that the universal health care doesn't make sense to us it completely makes sense let's just skip and is applicable in here yeah (laughs) that's we can't be and then this gets into crazy kind of uh, Marxist stuff where it's like, you don't want to be dogmatic. Yeah. You don't want to say that you have to go through the steps yeah. in order to reach the proper conclusion. You know, we can skip steps, mm-hmm. you know, like they we've were... seen, like, let's learn from other people's mistakes. Right? Like, yeah. let's learn yeah. that that's the right thing to do. But unfortunately for like when you have private insurance, when you have lobbying, when you have things like that. Unless shit happens, right? Like, w- w- what happened when COVID hit, right? They started sending money to people. And then you're like, wait, they can fucking do that? <laughs> They're able to well, send... Well, first they gave $4 trillion to the richest yeah. in, the, in Wall Street. And loans, then yeah. they gave us a little bit of money. Right. And then, but it, it, I feel like it was a breaking point for a lot of people because they're like, wait, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you're telling me that, like, the government the government can help me right now? Excuse or me. another form of health or public health fucking vaccines. I'm sorry. You're telling me that, like... We have the infrastructure to provide people with basic fucking necessities. And it goes to show that, like, we need shit to happen 
for resources to yeah. be provided. But let's just skip a step, man. Let's That's what the whole thing is. Step. If we can get on fucking board with an agenda, yeah. we don't have to go through the pain of going through the steps. We shouldn't need that. We shouldn't, we shouldn't need, that. need. We have enough evidence at the at our fucking fingertips. Where we don't need to go through the actual process in order to see it. And you know what it comes down to? Asking for it, right? Like, no, yeah. well, not just like politely asking for it, but like, I mean, like, if we get all in the same boat here, yeah. and we say, fuck your insurance, like, fuck private insurance, right? Let's do something about it. Fuck it. If we request it of the government, then it gets done. Yeah. But if people keep fighting against it, like, I make 50000 a year, well, I deserve insurance, you don't. Then that's just never what gonna happen. It, they say our opinions don't matter. People say this, you know, our opinions don't matter. What the fuck? Well, what is all this uh, spying on every single thing that we do on our f- smartphones about? Sounds like no, your opinion, man. They fucking care about our opinions. Yeah. You know, they really fucking care. They developed a fucking multi-billion-dollar technology to figure out. How we think, how we feel. This yeah, algorithms are like social media data. Yeah. Stuff like that. They need that information, not just to sell us stuff, but to see, okay, is uh, society complacent about X, Y, and Z? Yeah. Or should we do A, B, C? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, are, are we doing this? Are we doing that? What's going to work the best marketing-wise? Like, like, the government works the same way a company does, right? Like, it works the same way fucking... Hershey's does like yeah. they 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 vouch the pros and the cons. They have a marketing team. They're like, okay, what's gonna play better if we do this? If we do that? Perfect example: Ukraine, right? Like, it seemed like a lot of people rallied behind the anti-Russian ideal. So then Ukraine became a fucking priority for some fucking reason. There's no water in Flint, Michigan, but let's say in billions of dollars over to fucking Ukraine. And listen, I understand that the idea behind people suffering sucks. It really fucking does. But priorities. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's really what it comes down to. Priorities. Yeah. I mean, it is true that 100,000 people have died in Ukraine. But it also is true that if Russia overthrew the government of Mexico and started pumping weapons into Mexico, that the U.S. would fucking nuke the place. Oh, yeah. You know? Like... Think about these things, guys, like in terms they of... They take it for face value. In face value, it's like, yeah, you know, and not to mention the ta- the offer of, of a truce and a ceasefire is on the table on it's, the Russian side. Yeah, yeah, because they, they know they, they fucked did. up. Yeah. But Boris Johnson flew into Ukraine and told Zelensky that, hey, don't no. if you want the weapons, you won't meet. No, because then they can keep pumping weapons and they can keep selling. Because it's capitalism, guys. Yeah. They want to sell weapons. This is great for business. Yeah. The fucking, the cure doesn't make money. The treatment does. Yeah. Right? Like that goes for cancer. That goes for fucking war. Like that's what it is. Like, and we just pulled out of the Middle East or for the most part, right? So we are fucking itching. We're itching for war. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, uh,. Joey, it's always it's always a fucking pleasure to rap with you. Uh, this is gonna Hell be yeah. we did a long one today. Oh, we did it. We did a good one. And there's a couple of missed minutes on the on the what's it called on the video, but you could always catch it at our, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast for the our, audio event. Our senior editor here will uh, 
That's me. We'll uh, we'll figure it, it up. We'll fix figure it, it up. Really we have good. a couple of weeks before we post it. Joey, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for hosting us. Thank you so much for the bottle. Yes. Uh, again, check them out. Our hub. Uh, it's it's a good time. Come say hi. Again, thanks for watching South of the Eight. Hope you guys are enjoying our episodes or their clips for that matter. We got a lot of good clips coming your way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, cheers, sir. Cheers, sir. Oh, let's get a little boop. Oh. Oh.